The defending Clarkson Cup champions will have a new look and a new home this season, but the same goal to bring the CWHL's top prize back to Boston. This is the Blades Inside Edge. You're listening to the Blades Inside Edge, the official podcast of the Boston Blades. Here's your host, Chris Knobloch. Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Blades Inside Edge, your home for all the behind-the-scenes news and notes on the CWHL's Boston Blades. My name is Chris Knobloch, the new voice of the Boston Blades and your host for this podcast, and I'll be joined by my broadcast partner Steve Ventresca later on in this episode. On this edition of Blades Inside Edge, we'll chat with General Manager Krista Petronic, who has assembled a new-look Blades roster this season. We'll also speak with returning goaltender and Team Canada gold medalist Genevieve Lacoste, as well as some of the new faces of the Boston Blades. Finally, we'll take a look at the exhibition game coming up this weekend against the New England Stars U18 Premier Team, as well as the season opener on October 17th against the Toronto Furies. First up on this edition of Blades Inside Edge, my conversation with General Manager Krista Petronic. Petronic is in her first season as General Manager with the Blades and had faced some unusual circumstances in putting the roster together. Here it is, my conversation with Boston Blades General Manager, Krista Petronic. I'm here with Blades General Manager, Krista Petronic. Krista, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. So this roster is put together. The season's getting ready to start. Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole process, the draft, and it's been been a busy summer for you? It certainly has, and it's so funny because people are like, oh, hockey season's starting, and I'm like, ah, oh, for me, it started in May. Um, so yeah, everything's coming together. Um, you know, I'm really proud of the roster we were able to put together. Uh, I think the girls are just, uh, you know, they're bonding on the ice, they're bonding off the ice, they have to develop those bonds and those relationships with each other, but it's going to come together, and I think it's going to be great. Now, you, you mentioned the roster and the bonding. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of turnover on the roster, and uh, you have four returning players from last season. What do you think that means for this team that won the Clarkson Cup last year that has undergone this revamp? How do you see this season going based on those factors? I mean, obviously, we're being pegged as the, underdo- the underdogs, which is okay. I mean, uh, I kind of like being in that position because it challenges us to do better and it challenges us to prove people wrong about us. So, I mean, uh, you know, certainly a lot of the girls are on the same page about that in terms of proving people wrong. We're really excited to get out there and show them what we can do uh, with this roster and with these girls. These girls do have a lot of, um, you know, Division One experience. We have some professional experience on here. And we do have a lot of girls who are returning who we'll be depending on for leadership. So I am really excited to see it all come together. Now you have a new head coach in Brian McCloskey who has a very good track record with women's hockey. Um, Describe the process of bringing him in and what he means to this franchise. For sure. So when we were looking for a head coach, I mean, I pretty much just talked to a bunch of colleagues that I had in the Division One college hockey world, um, asked them for some recommendations, and Brian's name is one that came up. Um, so I approached him to see if he was interested in the position, and he showed a lot of interest. And right off the bat, he showed a lot of passion um, for the sport and for coaching as well. And so um, I just kind of felt like we really clicked at that point, and I knew that you know he was going to make the team work hard for sure. Um, but that was what I wanted, and I wanted someone who was just going to bring the best out of the girls, and he does that. 
now with with the roster, what would you describe the style of play from this roster that you've assembled? Do you think it's going to be a heavy style? Do you think it's going to be a quick team? What do you see as the Blade style this season? Definitely a quick team. Um, they're fast. They're skilled. Um, you know, they're not the biggest team in terms of size, so they're going to have to be fast and, and skilled and, um, you know, outsmarting their opponents. I think they're going to do that really well. We have, um, you know, obviously Genevieve Lacasse and Nat, who we're going to have to depend on to be stopping those, shot, those pucks, but uh, she will. I know she'll get it done. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see how well they're going to do. So as the season comes up, what is the one thing that you want to see from Blades fans this season? Oh, I want them to come to the games. I mean, like, biggest thing is, you know, we have a lot of support on social media, and we have um, a lot of people who back us, which is awesome, but, like, you got to come to the games and show us that uh, you support you support our franchise. Um, that just means so much to us to see faces in the crowd, whether that's friends, families, fans of the game. I mean, just come to the games. It's the biggest thing. That was my conversation with Blades General Manager Chris Petronic. We'll be right back after a quick break, and I'll bring in my broadcast partner, Steve Ventresca, to discuss the roster and the season to come. Be a part of the action as the Boston Blades look to repeat as Clarkson Cup champions. Season tickets are available now for less than $10 per game, the best value in professional sports. Come watch the Blades take on the Toronto Furies, Calgary Inferno, the Brampton Thunder, and Les Canadiens de Montreal as they pursue the CWHL's top prize. For more information or to purchase your season tickets, visit cwhl.ca and click shop. I'm joined now by my broadcast partner, Steve Ventresca. Steve, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me here, Chris. Good to be here. First season with the Blades together. Looking forward to the season. So let's jump right in. Uh, obviously, this is our first season with the Blades, but compared to last year's roster, a lot of turnover, certainly a lot of new faces, a lot of local talent on the roster this year. Um, what do you think we're going to be in for this season? You know, one of the biggest things that the Blades were able to do coming off of their Clarkson Cup victory last year, they kept their strong gold medal winning goaltender, Genevieve Lacasse, as well as, as, well as Tara Watchhorn on defense. You know, you build from the back out. That's how all great hockey teams are built. And they kept that strong nucleus on the back end and adding a lot of young talent. We heard Krista talk earlier about some of the speed they wanted to add. They're a smaller team, but they added a lot of skill, a lot of speed with this team. And I think they're going to be really enjoyable to watch. Now, obviously, you've mentioned the, the gold medal talent, but we also have a lot of local talent on the team. Fifteen players from, who went to college in the Northeast, two from Syracuse, four from Boston College. It's great to have that local tie-in for the Blades. I think that's going to be a great reason for fans to come out and support the team. But it also, these teams have quite the winning tradition, especially the teams in Hockey East, um, to go with the two gold medalists from Canada. And I think that's going to be a huge part of the Blades' identity this season as they look to bring the Clarkson Cup back to Boston. Oh, absolutely, Chris. I mean, you see some of the resumes for the girls on this team, and you see Beanpot Championships, you see gold medals, you see winning records as goaltenders. It's a testament to how strong the Northeast has been in college hockey and growing in women's hockey that a lot of these local girls have had much success in New England in their playing careers, and you have a GM like Chris who goes out and finds this local talent who's willing to continue their career and girls who want to continue to play hockey. I think it's great for the sport. I think it's great for the region. And I think a lot of people who come out to the games will be very surprised with the name recognition that they might see on some of these rosters with girls from BC, girls from Holy Cross, 
and people who they've probably seen play at the garden in the bean pot. Now, you've mentioned uh, Chris Petronic's name a couple times. She is, of course, in her first season as GM, but there's also a new face behind the bench who brings quite the resume to the Blades. That's Brian McCloskey, the new head coach, former coach of University of New Hampshire's women's team. Quite the pedigree there and a very good pickup by uh, the general manager. Yeah, I think it's a really good start. I mean, you're coming in your first year as a general manager. You need to find a new coach. You're coming off a Clarkson Cup victory. And what do you do? You go and find an established coach who has a track record of working in women's hockey and a very good one at that. I mean, Krista did probably the best that she could do. And, you know, you search around for some names, and Brian McCloskey is one of those names that kept coming up. You hear about the winning traditions, just how good he is with the girls and being able to relate to women's hockey. I mean, it's it's a much different game than the men's game. And I think he's going to bring some of that same intensity and knowledge to the game that they had last year that propelled them to a Clarkson Cup victory. Now, the Blades' first test, oddly enough, is against a men's team or boys' team. They're playing the New England Stars U18 Premier team on October 11th, 6.30 p.m. at Skate 3 in Tingsboro, free and open to the public, by the way. That's going to be a real test to see how this team is composed, um, how this team clicks. So far, we've seen great things uh, just in speaking with uh, the, the team and the players and how they've been able to bond. But that's going to be their first real test before they take on Toronto in a, a week. I mean, you hear a lot of the girls talk, and it's all about, you know, a lot of new faces in the locker room. There's still a group, good group of girls here, and they're still learning about each other. But... One of the best things is going to be just getting on the ice. You know, they've been practicing and practicing, and you hear them, okay, we need to work on this. We need to work on defensive zone, on breakouts, on power play. This is going to be a great test against boys. It's still a U18 team, but it's still boys that, you know, they're going to give them their best shot. They're playing a professional hockey team. Who's not going to want that on their resume? Look, I played a professional women's team and beat them with gold medalers on them. It's still going to be a very good game, and I encourage everyone to go out if they have the time to go to Tingsboro, see the game. It is open to the public, as you did say, Chris, but, you know, I think it could spark a lot of interest in this town about this team. So after this uh, test against this uh, U18 boys team, the season starts for real, and they're playing their first two games up in Toronto against the Furies. The Furies have rebranded themselves with a brand new logo. They don't have nearly the same amount of roster turnover as the Blades. In fact, no team in the CWHL, none of the Canadian franchises do. That's going to be the first test to see what this team is made of against similar competition. So the boys, the boys team, yes, the pr- premier team, that'll be a good test to see how well this team, how cohesive this team is, how well this team's been put together. But the real test is going to be against Toronto uh, coming up in just a week's time. Yeah, and I always think it's a great thing to start on the road. You know, it's one of those bonding moments. You get all the girls. It's the first big game. You put them on a plane together. They bond a little bit more there, and they come together as a union. You talked about cohesiveness, and they've been practicing. They've had a kickoff party together, and they're still learning a lot about them. I mean, there's only a handful of girls that have returned from last year. You have a new coach, a new GM. There's a lot of new faces around the building, so I think starting on the road is probably the best thing for these girls in order to bond a little bit more and against a very good Toronto Furies team, as you mentioned. All right, Steve, thanks so much. We'll hear from you later on in the podcast when you sit down with a couple players. Looking forward to that. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll hear from you again on Blades Inside Edge. Great. Thanks for having me, Chris.
When we return to Blades Inside Edge, Steve sits down with Olympic gold medalist and returning goaltender Genevieve Lacasse of the Boston Blades. Dress like a blady and wear what the players wear. Visit Real Sports, the official merchandiser of the CWHL. They've got all the Blades gear you want, from mugs to pucks and jerseys to hoodies. To order your Blades merchandise, visit shop.realsports.ca slash pages slash CWHL today. Welcome back to the Blades Inside Edge. My broadcast partner Steve Ventresca sat down with Genevieve Lacoste, a gold medal winning goaltender and a third year veteran with the Boston Blades, to get her take on the season to come. Genevieve, you're a veteran on this team. You've been with the team for four years. How do you see this group shaping out as opposed to years past, especially coming off a Clarkson Cup victory? Yeah, I mean, uh, we're coming out this year trying to defend our our Clarkson Cup for the year. Obviously, it's a a different squad than last year, but uh, we've been looking pretty good in practice, and uh, it'll be different in terms of uh, personnel, but looking forward to the challenge and, uh, you know, everyone kind of working together, blue-collar working team, and uh, it's going to be a good year. And you have a new coach behind the bench, too, Brian McCloskey. What has he done to change the culture around here, and what does he bring to practices and to the games that hasn't been here in years past? Um, you know, in years past, we, we had a lot going with uh, with Digit and everything, so it's different with Brian. Uh, we've got a, a little bit of stru- a little bit more structure, I would say. Um, you know, just trying to get our power play going a little bit last practice and uh, working on breakouts and kind of going back to those basics basics that we haven't worked on uh, in a while, you know, after a rusty summer. So, yeah. What did it mean for you to represent your country at the Olympics and bring home the gold? Uh, it's a, a huge honor just to be able to, to wear that jersey along with uh, the other girls who have worn, worn the Canada jersey and as well... Um, you know, just to make our country proud, I come from a military uh, family, and so to be able to wear a uniform with the maple leaf on it um, is really just a huge honor, and I, I feel really lucky to have been able to be a part of that team and bring home gold. Now, you're a goaltender. What does it mean for you to be the last line of defense, and how did you start playing goal? Uh, I started playing goal. My, I have an older brother, so if I wanted to play road hockey with him and his friends, I had to be goalie. Um, so, you know, came home with bunch of black eyes and bloody lips all the time my mom finally bought me a helmet and eventually a chest protector and then started playing goal on the ice um being that last line of defense it you know it's fun I like the pressure um but at the same time I like being able to you know make my teammates better and be able to rely on each other and uh it's really fun now what is your most embarrassing moment of hockey you've had a lot of great successes what's the most embarrassing one oof um I mean, probably my, my first Team Canada under-22 camp. Uh, I wasn't supposed to, to dress for any games, but one of the goalies got hurt, so I got to dress for for a game against, uh, I think it was against the boys' team, and I was the second goalie out of the door and just completely tripped and fell right on my face and kind of slid almost to center ice because it was a freshly uh, freshly done up ice. It was pretty, pretty embarrassing. It was on video, made everyone watch it and everything, but uh, I'm always careful now coming out of the door. Now, do you have a favorite locker room song that you like to listen to before games? Or is there a specific person who controls the music, say a locker room DJ for you guys? Um, I usually have my own headphones on. so And it's usually a good mix of different stuff, different house music or rap. Uh, I like to mix it up. So I'm not sure what's really going on in the locker room other than that. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. 
from a veteran backstop who will be returning for another season with the Blades, to a rookie goaltender who's looking to prove themselves in the CWHL. I sat down with former Syracuse Orange goaltender Amanda Caridi to learn how she became a Boston Blade. I'm here with goaltender Amanda Caridi uh, from Syracuse University. Uh, she's in her first season with the Blades. Amanda, great to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to be a Blade, um, where you've played before, where you're from, just a little bit about your hockey career. Sure. So I'm actually from Western Mass, North Adams, Massachusetts, out in the Berkshires, and um, I went to Syracuse University. Growing up, I played um, in Albany, New York, Springfield, plays on a bunch of boys' teams, um, so played a lot of different hockey, a lot of different places. Um, I ended up in Syracuse um, for school. And um, I ended up playing club hockey my first two years at Syracuse. And then halfway through my junior year, I got a call to join the um, women's Division One program there. And I worked my butt off, joined the, the program, and then got asked to stay my senior year. Um, loved every second of it. And I joined the Blades. I got a call from Krista over the summer and thought my hockey career was over. And it all started for me again. And I couldn't be more excited to, to join the Blades and have this opportunity. Now, you're going to be playing uh, with a Team Canada goaltender in Genevieve Lacoste. What's that mean to you, uh, being a fellow goaltender? Uh, it's an amazing experience to play with her. Um, Genevieve is you know, such a leader on the ice, and you, know, you can learn so much from her, just everything from small drills or pointers and just watching her. and She always helps you, you know, in a drill, things like that, so it's really awesome to, to skate with her, and I, I respect her on every level, and I'm really excited to skate with her this season. It's a great opportunity. How would you describe your style of play? Most people will go, well, are they a butterfly goaltender? What's their style? So how would you describe your style as a goaltender? So I feel like my style has really evolved. I used to be a, you know, a straight stand-up goalie and didn't really go down. But over the years, I feel like I've really fallen into my own. So I have like a, a really good combo. I do say I'm more of a butterfly goalie now. Um, but for me, it's all about tracking the puck. So if, if you need to stand up, you better be up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd say more of a butterfly, butterfly goalie now. What are you looking forward to most this season, um, joining the defending Clarkson Cup champions? Uh, what, what's what's going to be the highlight for you this year? The highlight for me is honestly just like joining a whole new group of girls. This is a brand new, fresh start for all of us, and really excited to step on the ice and play against you know players of you know Canadian Olympic level. It's just such an exciting uh, chance for me and a chance for our whole team to show what we have against you know some of the best players in the world. So I'm just so excited to get to travel and. Um, play some of the best talent in women's hockey. So we're going to do a couple rapid-fire questions here, um, not based on the survey, but uh, just a couple quick ones. So here you go. Um, favorite pet? Favorite pet? I would say my dog, Asper. She's Black Lab. She's adorable. Um, cutest dog ever. <laughs> uh, what's your ideal comfort food? Oh, comfort food? Mac and cheese all the way. If I'm going to eat carbs, it's going to be mac and cheese. <laughs> You've played in a couple different arenas. What's your the favorite arena you've ever played in or watched a game in? Favorite arena I've ever played in was Lake Placid, 1980 rank. You walk around and you you sit on the bench. You look up and you're like that feeling. You feel you can feel like the Olympic spirit. And that was the most amazing rink I've ever played in. Um, but the most amazing rink I've ever watched a game in was actually North Dakota. We went there last year and their rink is beautiful. So that was a cool experience too. What's your favorite memory in your hockey career? Favorite memory? Um, probably 
when I started my first NCAA Division One game. Um, a long time coming, a lot of hard work uh, going into that, and transformation. It's really that it t- it took for me to get there. Um, made it all culminate in an amazing moment for me to, to start my first game. And now to one of my favorite questions: What's on your iPod or iPhone right now? <laughs> Mix of everything, but uh, definitely a lot of country and some some intense rap. Um, so you mix mix those two together, you get a sick playlist. So I have a lot of that, a lot of Eminem and um, a little bit of Chase Rice. So mix those two together, that's what I got. Do you want to be the locker room DJ? I'm not the resident DJ. I'll definitely throw out suggestions, but it's a lot of pressure. I don't think I can handle that. I feel like we got someone pegged for that job. It's not me. One final break on this edition of Blades Inside Edge. When we come back, we'll speak with two members on the offensive side of the puck. Christina Brown, and Ellie Tremblay. The Boston Blades host the Calgary Inferno on Halloween in their 2015-16 home opener at New England Sports Center in Marlboro. Come dress in costume and celebrate as the Blades start their home defense of the Clarkson Cup against a tough Calgary team. For tickets, visit cwhl.ca and click the shop icon. Welcome back to Blades Inside Edge. Blades forward Christina Brown had a unique hockey journey last season, playing overseas in Europe. I sat down with Christina, who's joining the Blades for her first season. I'm here with Christina Brown, who's joining the Boston Blades for her first season. Uh, Christina, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. So how did you become a Boston Blade? Uh, Obviously, there's a new look roster this year. So just describe how you ended up becoming a Boston Blade. Well, I just got home from playing ice hockey in Finland in April, and I honestly thought my hockey career was over. But our college coach emailed us with this opportunity to play for the Blades, and I just basically said, why not? Now, uh, were you drafted? Did you sign as a free agent? How did how did uh, Krista get in contact with you? Well, I actually reached out to her based upon the email my college coach sent me, and then she said she was really interested in drafting me, and I said, great. <laughs> so when did you start playing hockey? Was it a sibling that got you involved? Was it a parent? How did you end up getting involved in the game? Well, my father was a hockey player. He played at Holy Cross back in the 80s, and he also played a year professional in Europe. So he was really involved in hockey, and when I was two years old, I was on skates. When I was four, my aunt gave me a tutu, and I threw it in the trash, so it was kind of a given that I was going to be a hockey player from then on. So we'll do some rapid-fire questions. These are the fun ones now. Okay. What's your favorite pregame meal? Apples and yogurt and cinnamon. What's your favorite comfort food? Chocolate. Any type of chocolate, dark, white, milk? It's got to be dark chocolate. Most embarrassing moment playing hockey? Um, probably in Austria when I literally wound up and took a slap shot at my own goalie <laughs> from the top of the circle. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I was really just... I'm not quite sure what I was doing. (laughs) I just got off the ice. (laughs) If you didn't play hockey, what sport would you play? I would probably play soccer. I had an opportunity to play in college, and I kind of turned it down to play hockey. So 
what's the one thing that you want Blades fans to know about you? I'm sarcastic. <laughs> I, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess maybe a little bit. You never know. <laughs> Our last interview in this edition of Blades Inside Edge is with forward Ellie Trombley, who is joining the Blades for her first season. Steve Ventresca sat down with one of the youngest members of this year's team. So, Ellie, how did you start playing hockey? Was it a parent, a sibling, a friend, maybe that got you into the sport? Uh, well, my favorite players when I was younger was um, a guy from my town. Uh, he was playing for uh, the Sagne of Schutzmi, and uh, I wanted to start playing, but um, I did some figure skating first, and uh, I was crying on the ice, so I asked my dad, I want to play hockey, and the next season he... he I started to play. Yeah. Very nice. And you were just in the CWHL draft. Explain that to me, and what was it like to get picked by the Boston Blades? It was amazing. Um, like, it was small. It was in a, like, small place and everything, but there's some, so much, so much talent in the, in the CWHL, so it, it feels great to be drafted in the third pick also. Now, did you spend the draft with family or friends, or how did you know that you got picked? Uh, only with friends, because I went in, I was in Toronto, and uh, I'm like 10 hours from there. And um, I just tell my parents after, and they were really happy for me. Very good. We're happy to have you here. Now, your most embarrassing moment playing hockey. I know it's not easy to talk about for everyone. What was your most embarrassing moment? Um, I was playing in the Montreal tournament, uh, which is like uh, five hours from my town, and I just forgot my uh, hockey gear at my house, so uh, I haven't played for the two first game, and uh, we asked like to uh, to someone to send me my like my bag and everything, but I was playing the third game. Uh, now, Ellie. How would you say you model your game after? Is there a specific player, a pro, that you try to be like when you're on the ice? I would say Drew Zoddy from the LA Kings. You have good skills. He, he's a good player maker also. So I would like, yeah, I like to, to try to be that player. All right. Thank you for your time, Ellie. That will do it for this edition of Blades Inside Edge. For my partner, Steve Ventresca, who you can follow on Twitter, at Steven Ventresca. My name is Chris Knobloch. Follow me on Twitter, at cnobloch17. Make sure to follow the Boston Blades on social media, at BostonCWHL for Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash BostonCWHL. Once again, my name is Chris Knobloch. Thank you so much for listening to Blades Inside Edge. Until next time, go Blades. We'll be right back.